Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Go podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is a shattering letter. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button on the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Actually, in light of that, congratulations. Happy Amazon Prime Day. I think Amazon was uh, really quite smart in their Prime membership program, something we may be starting soon, something along those lines. Um, And I think that their Prime Day was brilliantly positioned because, to be honest, in the midst of a slow season, there's... A lot of retailers who struggle, and I think the short reason why is because all of you guys are out having fun uh, at the pool or with your friends or family on vacation, and you're not, you know, depressed sitting at home shopping online to make yourself feel better. So that's uh, that's something where I'm sure that they're out there trying to boost sales for a lot of the smaller suppliers that uh, rely on Amazon for a lot of their business. And Amazon's been a huge platform for us this month particularly. It's been really important to our overall growth and success and kind of staying afloat. And it's been cool to see that platform kind of come back to life after it's been relatively neglected for a little while. So for those of you who have been uh, looking for stuff, that's a great place to find it. We are broadcasting on YouTube as well, MurdyCreative.co on YouTube. You can go find us. And uh, we are working on continuously improving the podcast. So you may notice a slightly better quality of the video in that process, and we'll continue to keep doing that. So um, go check us out there. You can also check us out on Snapchat and Twitter for some of our kind of latest stuff and our up-to-date and conversational stuff, uh, MurdyCreativeCoNo.com. So today's a shattering letter, and I think it's important to give a little bit of backstory to this because there's been a little bit of time that has passed since this letter, and some things have been developing. But uh, on July 5th, so it was the Friday after I got back from my brother's wedding, and we'd been gone, and I had gotten a letter from someone named Connor Forrest. And uh, he started off with his email with, Hi Colin, I've admired your work on Instagram for a few months, and I recently heard you discuss some web conversion issues on your podcast. I really re- respect your request for feedback, so I have two different kinds for you. The first one from Normal Connor, the guy who almost bought a binder but didn't. Excuse me. And the second is from Professional Connor, the guy who runs a branding and design studio. Uh, so he talked about kind of what the cost of a full site audit would normally cost. And, you know, he says, I appreciate your building and the, or you, what you're building and the transparency while you're building it and uh, your commitment to improving things. So I sent you a little audit of the um, off the main page of the homepage. And he offers his service. It's a company called Stick by Stick. He's the CEO. Uh, please go check them out. Stick by Stick if you're interested in any sort of this stuff. But he had sent me this, uh, I think it was like a five-page report. When I, I, let me pull it up here. Five-page report that was really in-depth. It just, he had so much that he had uh, kind of dived into. And he, he literally broke down the aspects of the site from the top to the bottom. And it was, to be honest, it was brutal. <laughs> it really was. And um, so when I first got it, I opened up this email. This is a Friday. And the, the email came through, uh, I, I think originally, yeah, Friday at three in the afternoon. And I was, I was thinking about it. I was, I'd just gotten back and, you know, we'd had over the, over the break, you, you, you noticed that there was some conversion. It, like we, we hadn't talked about it a lot, but you know, we were working on trying to get things going. And I, redesigned the site maybe five times before this point in the last three months the website's gone over through well before that five now six major redesigns and overhauls 
uh, with a variety of input from a variety of sources. And, you know, I'd, I'd spent a lot of time working on it. And it's all me. It's a Wix website that we have the professional uh, white glove service, their enterprise option that we just upgraded to recently. And so with that comes a couple of security features and some added feature bonuses, things like that, that I really have enjoyed. But um, it also comes with some design service help from their team and, you know, optimization. So when I was, well, when I was looking through, what's the right way to say this? When I was looking through the criticism or the, the feedback, it's not criticism, although a good portion of it was pretty brutal in uh, its its analysis. It was good. It was good stuff. Um, my first reaction was very much of like, what is going on? Who is this and why are they just destroying my website? And I had to, honestly, I, 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 I put it away. I walked, stood up, walked away from my computer and, you know, went and did something else. I had to because, you know, your first reaction is always defensive. Just, it's, always the case that whenever we get criticized, we immediately go into a defensive position. And that's not a good look for anybody and especially not for entrepreneurs. Um, but I think a lot of entrepreneurs particularly feel very tied to their product. I think a lot of them feel very deeply connected with the way the product works, the way it looks, the way it feels. And for many of them, you have to build it yourself, right? So you build the website yourself, you build the marketing platform. So any criticism at all to that is deeply personal in some ways it, it can be and particularly with something like this where I'd worked on it for over and over and over just continuously redeveloping it it was definitely it had felt like I was like it felt like a gut punch to some to some degree to have a criticism of something I'd worked so hard on and it, it the feedback was incredibly well thought out and it was, he well, he had very clear reasons why he said what he said. He had very understandable concerns. Uh, and I, I had just hadn't dealt with that. So it was, it was good to hear it. But I took it personally at first. After some time, uh, that was at about 3.30 in the afternoon. After some time, I spent a good 20 to 30 minutes kind of adjusting my attitude, which is something you have to do. And I came back and I approached it and said, you know, this is a classic Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, very famous clinical psychologist. Uh, he, I think this is actually one of his rules in his 12 rules for life book, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, but he talks about always approach a conversation as if the person you're talking to knows something you don't. And it's actually really good advice, particularly for people who, like me, have a little bit of an ego problem because you always want to go into the conversation saying, saying, I know more than you do, right? I'm the smart entrepreneur, startup leader, brilliant person in the room. Uh, and that's not a good way to start a conversation, regardless of if it's true or not. It's just a it's a place of arrogance and nobody likes talking to that guy. So I try to w approach everything as if the person I'm talking to knows more about this than I do. And the more I read through it with a an adjusted attitude, the more I realized he was absolutely right. Everything he said was clear and to the point. And I realized what had happened after reading it. It was a shattering letter. And I reason, the reason why I say that is because it shattered my preconceived ideas of what the website was for. It, it shattered my, the, the glass of, of what I thought was a perfect website. Right. And all of a sudden I could see what he was seeing before I couldn't see it, right? Because before that point, I had been working so diligently to try to make the website really functional and to teach the the, the um, customer 
all about the product from the very beginning, right? We had details about what all of the different binders, all of the features. We talked about the different journal features. You know, there was a little bit of pictures, but it was mostly text. And what he helped me realize was that that's not a luxury brand. Luxury brands don't spend the first seconds they have interacting with you talking about the product features, right? That's not, it's not a good, actually it's from a marketing standpoint, from the marketing theory standpoint, it's not really what you want to talk about. You want to talk about um, what it can do for you rather than what the features of it are. And it's a different way of phrasing the exact same thing, right? Um, And that's why, for example, when you're selling cars, you don't talk about that it's got airbags in the door and airbags in the front. It's got airbags on the side. You talk about how it's the safest car out there, right? That's that's the difference between talking about features and 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 the effects of that, the experience, right? And one of the things that he had talked about was that it didn't feel like a luxury brand, but it was luxury brand prices and how that caused a disconnect for him and how he looked at that and he said, well, that's not, it's not a luxury brand, right? And how we needed to develop a website and a voice and that, that was luxury in its look and feel on the website because it wasn't just enough to have a good luxury product. You have to have a luxury marketing platform and a marketing campaign and a website that reflects that well. And that was something I'd forgotten about in my effort to make everybody know everything there is to know about all of the products. And so I thought to myself, what is something I can do about this, right? And I, I came to the conclusion that I needed to start from scratch. There were parts of it that I wanted to keep. The Instagram shoppable feature he liked and I liked too because I think it's a, a nice tie-in to our biggest platform from a marketing standpoint. And it's kind of a neat feature. It's kind of new. But what he pointed out was that it wasn't a luxury brand. And this was something, we make a luxury product. And so for me, I wanted to make sure that the brand reflected that on our website. So what I did was I went to another luxury brand that I respect highly, that has done a very good job of taking a very detailed product that's incredibly difficult to, to, you know, that has a lot of minute details that matter. And they've built a website that reflects that. And it was Rolex. Now, Someday, I will probably have the time, the money, and the team to be able to develop our own brilliant, revised, custom voice for us. But for now, I stole a lot of the Rolex landing page because I liked it, right? They had a beautiful video to start it off, and I'd always hesitated about using videos just because I don't know about the loading speed, but they did a good job with it, and I felt like our Wix people were confident in the ability of the platform to make the, the video load well. And I knew that what they did, and I just thought this was so brilliant, was that their mobile site and their desktop site looked very similar and they didn't look bad, right? And that's such a hard thing to do because like 70% of all online traffic is mobile. And how do you convey a luxury brand on a tiny little screen, right? So that's something that's very difficult, but they did a really good job with it. And we haven't even fully been able to kind of mimic that in the best way possible yet either, right? We haven't taken that to its fullest extent, but we were able to take portions of it and, and mimic some of the way that it works. So we we put a video at the top, and it was a video that I'd actually been saving. I hadn't publicized yet, so it was a video that we used um, in the in the header on the landing page. And it really focused on the way the product looked and feel. And I think it's a gorgeous video. And it was no sound because it doesn't need sound, right? It's about the look, the feel. And then you scroll down and all it gives you is clean white background with leather binders, journals, folios. And it's a swipeable thing, right? Super clean. Because guess what? If you're here, you're here for a leather journal, a leather binder, or a leather folio. And you may not need to know more than that, right? That's really, what, you know, it's like, that's a place to start. 
And then below that, we had the icons. And I really like iconography. I think that version of visual appeal can be a very powerful tool in a non-reading kind of way. So we, we had some iconography with some very limited text. And a lot of those iconography pieces are actually clickable and they take you to different places or they give you more. And we're actually going to do more with that later too. And they also look good on mobile devices. So that was another part of that, was that the iconography was something that translated well to a mobile device platform. Then we had our Instagram and our contact. And that was it. And that was the foundational beginning. So we changed that. And then the next thing was changing the shop page. So we completely redid our overall shop page to be more reflective of the what you would expect when you go to shop on a, a shop page. It's got everything. You can sort by binders, folios, anything like that. You can sort by pre-engravings. You can sort by lay flat, pen, um, all of the things that you would otherwise want to sort by, you can sort by. And that for us has actually been a really big deal to have that shop page be redesigned. The individual product pages are still as the way they are because I thought those were pretty solid to start with. They do a much better job of being more, more, give you more details without overwhelming you. But that was the major redesign. And how has it affected our conversion? It's still a little too early to tell, I think. Um, we're about a week in and it seems that it's doing better. We, we seem to have pretty strong conversions on the website. Overall, is it doing better than the old website? I think it's too early to tell. It's doing as well. It's doing at least as well. Whether it's doing better or not, we'll find out. But I think what really matters behind all of this is that when you, when you come across criticism, constructive or otherwise... Take a moment and rethink how you approach the criticism. Because there might be something there that you really truly need to hear. And that can really profoundly affect you for the better. And then once you can sort through that criticism, once you can think through that criticism, and you can apply the changes, take a moment and realize that you don't know everything and that taking advice from others can be really helpful. And the letter that was sent was, was brilliant. It was well-written, it was well-documented, it was very insightful. So I'm really thankful that that had happened. And the changes that it yielded are something I'm very proud of. The website redesign is something that we just recently finished, and it's something that I'm very, very proud of. And we'll see how well it works. So I think that for all of you out there who get feedback one way or another. Take it for what it's worth because it may be worth a lot. I want to do a special shout out, of course, to Connor Forrest, uh, the CEO of Stick by Stick. Go check them out on the web. Um, I, actually, it's stickbystick.com. So go check them out. And uh, if you're looking for any sort of web help uh, for an audit or otherwise, that he, he did a great job. He did a very good job. Um, all right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in on Thursday for our next topic, which was submitted by one of our users on Instagram, and it was uh, tell us more about how you deal with working from home by yourself and the loneliness and the isolation that happens there. So I'm really actually excited to talk about it because it's a good topic. Uh, so that's going to be Thursday. Don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at meridicreative.co or you can contact us via our Instagram, Facebook. You can email, text, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible, but I appreciate your patience. If you also want to reach out to us, check out our Snapchat and our Twitter, Creative. 
Creative Co. No dot Murdy Creative Co. I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff on our Snapchat and our Twitter. And uh, Twitter's a great place for a conversation with me if you really want to talk with me. If you think I deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community. But word of mouth is still the best form of advertising, so please tell your friends. Uh, if you have a podcast topic you want to hear more about, send it my way. I'm always happy to engage with our growing community, and I want to give you guys what you want. So uh, if, you have, uh, if you're looking for multiple binders for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our bulk discounts available. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great day, and goodbye.